Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm excited to talk to you about something that I think so many couples have questions about, and it has to do with integrating sexual intimacy back into the relationship. And I was meeting with somebody new just this week, and this question came to mind afterwards, and I thought it would be helpful for me to talk through. Uh, Just so often people wonder, can sex with a spouse trigger the addiction again? And so I have a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share and give you some things that you can think about and focus on and work through. And I I think one thing to keep in mind is that with sexual addictions, with pornography addiction, this is... This is a very different type. I remember being in school and the, one of my professors talked about how this is uh, among the trickier things to deal with because with like drugs, let's say, if there's like hard drugs or alcohol or, you know, some substance, you can just cut that out of your life forever. You don't need to be doing cocaine or marijuana or alcohol you know, lots of people do drink alcohol, but if you feel like you're struggling with an addiction and you say, I, I can't be doing this anymore, you can easily just decide to say, this is not something I want to do. And then after that decision, of course, you have to put in the work to, you know, to reinforce that, but you can cut that out and never go back. However, with regard to a, a sexual addiction or some kind of a sexual based addiction, uh, whether it's pornography or again, whatever the case may be, you can't just cut sex out of a relationship forever because this is a, a, a very important part of the marriage that often is just so damaged because of the lying and the behavior. And it just makes it very difficult to reintegrate it because there's so much pain around it. It's such a personal thing. It's such, such a sensitive t- subject already. And then it's complicated even further when there's damage done. And so this is a a trickier process because we don't want to just cut it out of the relationship and say, okay, this is just, we're going to give this up forever. You have to find a way to integrate this back into your marriage in a healthy way, in a way that's healthy for both people. And so I think sometimes people do wonder the question, both men and women, both can sex with the spouse then trigger and activate this addiction again. And so my thought that I wanted to share with you is that it is very unlikely that sex will trigger somebody back into the addiction. And there's a couple of reasons why I think this. Number one, it's important to first recognize and understand that a sexual addiction has nothing to do with sex. A sexual addiction just happens to be the method that somebody chooses to deal with their pain. As I've talked about multiple times on the podcast, it's it's critical to reinforce this idea that addictions are a way to cope with pain. They're a way to avoid dealing with difficult situations and difficult emotions. And it's a very fast way to change your state. And there are, of course, many negative consequences that come along with that. But ultimately, at the core, addiction is a way to cope. And so... If somebody is not doing their work, let's say a man is not doing his work, then that means he's already in the cycle of avoiding his pain. So sexual intimacy does not create and activate more pain for that person and and, and become a catalyst for more avoidance. It's he's already stuck in the cycle of trying to get away and numb out his pain and forget about it. 
So whether or not he's acting out in the in, in a sexual way or if he's just acting out in other ways even, he's already in this cycle and he's already stuck. So sexual intimacy is not going to create more pain for him to cope with. Now, on the other hand, if he is doing his work, if he's dealing with his emotions, if he takes accountability and recognizes that this is a problem and he's trying, then sex can be a fulfilling, connecting experience, which strengthens the relationship and it helps people to grow closer to one another, which is, of course, important and, and what we want to have happen. We want more closeness. We want more connection. We want the relationship to be stronger. And for somebody who's doing their work, sex can be just that. Sex, again, is not going to push somebody over the edge back into these negative patterns, especially if they're doing their work because they're trying to grow and make progress and deal with things. And again, keeping in mind that a sexual addiction has nothing to do with the actual behavior. It's always about how to cope or deal with something that's underneath the surface. And so, so many women ask this question, well, if I, or maybe it's not a question, maybe it's more of a statement and a fear or a concern. They say, well, if we do reintegrate sex back into the relationship, that means the floodgates are going to open up and then he's going to want it more and more and more and he's going to want it all the time. I'm afraid that if I open up and, and do this, that then we'll be back to where we were before. And then all of the problems are going to be ignored because he's having sex again. And so everything else will go out the window because he gets what he wants. That's kind of the fear, right? Oh, he's going to get what he wants. So he's going to stop doing the things that I need. I, I completely understand that concern. And that's the last thing that we want to have happen. We don't want things to go back to being the way that they were. We don't want him to stop trying and think like, oh, everything's great. She's willing to be sexual. Therefore, that means everything is fine. And this problem is behind us now. So that's not the case. And it's important that both people hear that. That's not the case that if you choose to reintegrate sexual intimacy, the idea is that that doesn't then mean all of the problems are gone. That does not mean for him that he can just stop doing his work and say to himself, I I've made it. We're past this now because, because they're not. It takes time and it takes consistency and just takes time to reinforce these changes for especially for her to feel comfortable like things are moving forward. And I can't tell you how many partners I've worked with, how many women that, that say, I'm always afraid that the other shoe is going to drop. How do I know that he's not going to go back to the addiction and it's just going to devastate me because I'm opening myself up. I'm trying. We're starting to be sexual again. The last thing that I want to have happen is for him to go backwards. So I totally understand that, that concern. And so one thing that I want to speak to is that if you do decide to integrate sex back into your relationship, it does not mean you have to go back to doing things as often as you previously did or as frequently, or it doesn't mean that things are back to normal again. It's important to recognize that if you choose in that moment to say, yes, I'm open to having sex again today, that the very next day you could say, I am not feeling open to that idea right now, so I don't want to do that right now. I don't want to do that again because I'm not there. It's important to recognize that for, for women, in this particular situation, 
for you to, uh, okay, let me actually take one more step back because some women will ask, well, how do I know when I'm ready? How do I know when it's time? How do I know when he's changed enough for me to feel like I can do this with him? So the answer to that is it completely depends on how you feel. It depends on how you're feeling in the moment because let's say you see him making progress and let's say you're feeling closer to him and he's doing the things that are helping you feel trust and he's supporting you and he's being there to take care of you on an emotional level and he's making sure that your pain is being seen and it's being heard and you just feel close to him in that moment. And then you say, you know what? I'd be open to that right now. I'd be open to having sex right now because of how good I feel and how close I feel. And it feels like this is coming from a good place. Therefore, yes, I'm open to it. Then I think if you're open to it and you feel comfortable with it, then great. You can make the decision to do that. And then let's say the next day you just kind of, you know, let's say are, are, are triggered or you, you, you're having a hard time or a memory surfaces and you're just struggling. And then you think I'm not in a place to do that right now or maybe for the rest of the week or for however long, it's absolutely okay for you to make that decision. And it's important that the men hear that because the last thing that we want to do is attach any sort of negative emotion to sexual intimacy for a number, a number of reasons. But the more that she feels pressure, the more that she feels anxiety or fear, and she says, yes, let's, let's have sex, but I'm scared that this is going to this is going to set us back and I'm not ready for this, but I'm afraid that if I don't, that you're going to get angry. The last thing that we want to do is put any pressure on intimacy because it's already such a sensitive subject and it's already, I think, sustained so much damage when people act out in a sexual way. It just, it affects it so negatively. And so I think it's important for women to recognize and to know and to give yourself permission to say yes when you mean yes and to say no when you mean no. And that can change again day to day. So again, to answer or to reiterate the answer to that question, it's just however you feel. So if you're feeling open to it, then great, you can make the decision to do it. If you're not feeling open to it, that's perfectly fine. And again, if you say yes, and then the next day the answer is no, and the next handful of days or a week or however long is no, that's perfectly fine. I think the goal is to have conversations with your partner. The goal is to have conversations with him so you guys can work through what's going on and process any of the blocks that come up. One of the most important things that I can recommend and encourage you to do is that let's say you do decide, okay, you know what? We've been making progress. I'm feeling safer. I'm feeling more open. I can see that he's trying. I can see that this is a priority for him. I'm feeling better you know what, I'm, I'm okay with that. Let's do that tonight. And then let's say something happens and a trigger comes up or a memory. I think so often it, it can be scary for women to reintegrate sex because it's, again, it's such a sensitive thing and, and anything can be triggering. And so let's say, uh, maybe I'll give you an example and I'll talk to you how you can work through this. So let's say that, that the couple has sex that night and she gets triggered by a memory or a, a thought of, you know, I don't know if he's thinking about something else. Uh, I don't know if he's present with me. I don't know what his intentions are. I don't know what the motivation is. I thought we were okay, but now I'm starting to second guess myself. 
in those moments, so often the wall will come back up because it's a protection, it's a protective mechanism. Because the trigger is such that she says, I don't know how I feel. I'm feeling unsafe now because of this memory or because of this doubt that I have. So the wall goes up. And then so often what happens is women will say, you know what? That was a mistake. I wasn't ready. That felt very uncomfortable. I don't want to do that anymore. And then they'll put that back on the shelf and then they'll leave it there. And I think this is such a a missed opportunity because if she decides I don't want to do this right now, that's perfectly fine. And, And I support that. I think that's important for her to recognize when she does not feel comfortable to do that. And she needs to voice that. The missed opportunity comes when she doesn't process with him what happened for her in that moment. Because if she gets triggered and says, you know what, I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to do this anymore, and then there's no discussion, he's left thinking, okay, what just happened? I thought we were in a good place. I thought we were making progress. I'm here. My mind is in the right place. I'm thinking about you. I'm present with you. This is motivated by, I I want to connect with you. And I want us to build our relationship. So I'm trying. And now you're saying something happened. You got triggered. I don't know what it is. And then now we're not talking about it. And so it just then feels like, okay, we hit this roadblock and now we're stagnant again. Now we're not making progress and I have no idea what happened. So the opportunity is so, it's, it's a, it's such a, an important chance for the couple to discuss where the struggle is, because if she gets triggered, that's okay. That's normal. Now, what we want to do is create closure and resolve that trigger. So going back to this example, let's say she says, you know what? I just feel like you're not with me. I think that your mind is somewhere else. That's my fear. I'm worried that you're thinking about something else and that you're not focused on me. And that just scares me. And then I feel inadequate. It feels like we're back in the same cycle. It feels like I'm an object and she gets stuck there. It's so critical for her to be able to turn to her husband and tell him that in a vulnerable way, which then allows, it creates an opening for you guys to actually then resolve the trigger because time in and of itself doesn't resolve anything. Simply letting time elapse doesn't make the problem better. The trigger is still there. The way to resolve the trigger is to specifically identify what it is So again, in in this example, that's what it is. It's a fear that he's not present, that he's thinking about something else and that she's being objectified. And once you're clear about that, when she can share that with him, it gives him then an opportunity to clarify and reassure her and validate the fear that she has and support her in that moment. And when he can talk through her, through when he can talk this through with her and tell her, Something like, you know what, I I can totally understand. This would be an ideal response. Something like, I totally understand why you feel like this. I can understand that you have these doubts and you're second guessing where I am mentally or emotionally or my motivation because in the past you've been so hurt and I totally get that, right? So he's validating. Then he can reassure her and say, but I want you to know that my mind and my heart is in the right place. I'm thinking about you. This is an experience that brings me closer to you. I'm not thinking about anything else because I want to build our relationship and I want to be present and experience this with you. And so by being able to reassure her in that way, that is the thing that's going to help to create closure 
and it's going to help her to feel more secure and safe about the whole experience. Now, she might be in a place to say like, okay, that makes me feel a lot better. I appreciate you saying that. And that's going to resolve it in the moment. Now, sometimes he'll say that and she'll say like, that sounds all really great. And I appreciate you sharing that with me, but I don't know if I can fully believe that yet, which is a perfectly understandable response as well. And so if that's the case, then then all we want to do is just continue to have those experiences where he can reassure. And then outside of those moments where you're trying to integrate sexuality again, he can demonstrate more consistency, or continued consistency. He can demonstrate being present with her and building the relationship in other ways to show her that he truly is in a different place. All the while that helps to reinforce his words when he says, I really am. I, I, I want to do this with you because I care about you and I love you. And this is a chance for me to feel close to you. So the more that they have these discussions and process through these fears and the triggers, that is the thing that's going to bring them through these moments to build the relationship in a way that can allow for sex to be integrated back into it in in a way that feels comfortable for both of them. And so another thought that I want to add is that when people are having a difficult time with their sexual relationship, it's almost always a reflection of the state and quality of the relationship in general. So what I mean by that is a sex problem isn't it's it's hardly ever actually a sex problem. It's usually a reflection of something else being off in the relationship. And then it's just, again, manifested in the disconnection in their sexual relationship. So let me explain that. So if somebody doesn't feel connected, if they feel like, if a, if a woman doesn't feel connected with her husband, if a woman doesn't see that he's trying and she feels confident that he's making progress and is trying to become a different person, one of the last things that she wants to do is open herself up to such a vulnerable level and be sex, be sexual with him again, because that's such a sensitive aspect of the marriage. There needs to be a whole lot of connection and safety ahead of time in order for her to feel comfortable enough to do that. And so if there are problems in the sexual relationship, the first place to look is how are we doing in the other aspects of our marriage? Do you feel close to me? Do you feel like we're making progress together? Do you feel safe? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel like I care about what's going on in your life? Those are the first places to look because if the answer to those questions is no, again, that will be revealed in the disconnection that they experience in their sexual relationship. So I think it can be such an important source of feedback because if things feel off there, it can give you, it can signal to you that there's something else off usually in the relationship that needs to be addressed in order for the roadblocks or the barriers to intimacy that can then be removed as you're addressing the root of the problem. And so as I talk about this whole process, again, I want to link this back to the original question, can sex with the spouse trigger the addiction? I think that sex can be such an important source of feedback to help you understand how are we doing. And especially again, when somebody's doing their work, it's not going to push them over the edge backwards because they're actually dealing with their problem that's underneath the surface. They're addressing the reason why they're coping in a negative way. And by dealing with that, again, sex can be then a powerful source of connection and bonding and closeness in the relationship 
and it doesn't push somebody backwards. It doesn't, again, open up the floodgates to think like, okay, well now this is back on the table. So now I can't wait to just hide from all of my pain in this way. It's, it's much different than that. Again, as people are doing their work, it's like, okay, this is back on the table. So let's take care of this. I don't want to ruin this. I want her to feel comfortable. I want her to feel safe with me. I want this aspect of our, our relationship to be beneficial and fulfilling for both of us. And so by doing that and keeping that in mind, it allows you another chance to develop even more closeness and make even more progress together in the relationship. And so just to recap, again, it's a source of feedback. It doesn't push people back into the addiction as much as it can be a place for them to make progress and build the relationship. And as people are deal as as husbands are dealing with what's going on underneath the surface, and instead of avoiding it, they're addressing it, it can be the next step for couples as they feel comfortable enough to reintegrate that. It just allows another aspect of the relationship to be processed through and used in a healthy way to continue to build it. So I know that this is a sensitive area for many, many people, but what I would encourage you to do is have these discussions with one another that if you feel stuck in the sexual relationship and you feel like there's not progress being made, have conversations with one another and try to figure out what's happening outside of the bedroom. Again, in terms of connection and safety and friendship, support, how much their pain is validated and seen. Those are the areas that if you begin there, if there's a problem in the sexual relationship, beginning in the areas that I just mentioned, this will give you the direction that you need to be able to create safety and connection in the relationship and then integrating sex back into the relationship as you're ready and in, in the timing that feels right and comfortable for you, that will be a very natural next step when things in the other aspects of the relationship are going well. So again, my, my whole thought in sharing this uh, after I met with somebody uh, for the first time recently this week, this was one of the areas of their relationship that they wanted to both make progress in because she had felt like there had been such bad experiences in the past that she didn't want to keep having those. And he was learning because he had done some work before he, he reached out to me. He was learning more and more about, you know, I need to, I need to prioritize other areas of the relationship. And so it just made me think about this, I think is an important aspect for many people to understand uh, because there's many fears and concerns and, and reservations around this. So what I would encourage you to do this week, if you have these conversations with your spouse, if you're struggling in that part of your relationship, I would encourage you to talk about where would be the next step, whether it's connection or safety or friendship or support or spending time together. What's the next step to help you both feel closer to one another? And again, not for the express purpose of then being able to have sex, that's going to be a natural result of the relationship just getting better. And so the goal is to improve the relationship first. So focusing on those areas can help you improve the relationship so that then you can have this, the discussions that are necessary to bring sex back into the relationship when you're ready because it will be built on a solid foundation. So as you guys are having those conversations this week, I hope that that will then reveal the next step for you guys and where you should focus so you can keep building the relationship and making progress and feeling like you're truly turning a corner. 
So I hope that that's been helpful. I know this is, again, there's lots of little nuances to this. This is one little aspect of it that I wanted to speak to. Um, and I hope that that helps to give you some direction as far as what some next steps can be as you're moving forward together. I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. And I hope that you have success with this conversation so you can make progress together and move forward. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.